Hello team and welcome to episode 400 of the Simply Fit podcast. We are at episode 400. I did not think about the process and the journey of getting here when I started with episode one, but almost three years later, here we are and I am very, very excited to be here. And before I go into today's topic and today's episode, I just want to thank each and every one of you for coming back every single week, listening, consuming the content, taking away the learnings that you gain from this podcast. That was ultimately why it was created in the first place, to give you simple and actionable advice that you can apply on your health and fitness journey. It's kind of expanded into your life journey full stop, but I'm really, really happy with the way that it's progressed and what you've been able to take away from it during this process. And I just want to give you a special thank you and give you all of my gratitude. So today's episode is a special one. It is episode 400. So I thought it would be good to go through the learnings that I've gained throughout the course of this podcasting journey. And not only that, it's a solo episode, it's a longer episode, and this one actually will be on YouTube as well. So if you want to tune in there, if you want to see my beautiful face, you can absolutely do that. Head over to YouTube and I will be there. Let me know what you think. And if you want to see these on a more regular basis. So let's get into today's topic. These learnings are in no particular order, but I think that you are going to like them. I hope that you take away a lot from this. So let's dive straight in. Number one on my 10 learnings that I've gained from 400 episodes is that you can be whoever you want to be. And the reason I start with something so philosophical is because I was not a podcaster when I got started on this journey. I've been on a total of two podcasts as a guest, and that was with an old company that I used to work with. I hadn't done any podcast hosting. I hadn't done any interviews. I've done nothing like that. I had a vlog for sure. I did that in the past. I've been speaking on social media and videos for a while. So I was very, very in tune with that. But podcasting was a whole new world that I'd never tapped into. I was certainly a podcasting fan, but now I can consider myself a podcaster. And I literally went from being not a podcaster to a podcaster pretty much across the course of these years, of course, but just because I made the decision to do so. I remember the first time I wanted to launch this podcast and I went back and forth for a while. I put it off and eventually I sat down and said, you know what, I want to do this and I'm going to start putting the plan in place to actually make this happen. And the point I want to make here is that I had no experience. I had some skills that I could carry over into this medium, but I didn't have any podcasting skills. And once again, I was not a podcaster. So when you think I'm not a healthy person, I am not a wealthy person, I am not an athlete, I am not the best chess player in the world, it really doesn't matter where you start. As long as you have the intentions to step into that field, improve, be willing to get started and suck in the first place. That's a really, really big thing as well. But ultimately, you can become whatever you want to be as long as you're willing to put in the time, the effort, you're willing to suck in the beginning, and you're willing to be consistent and allow yourself to grow over time. And I think that my podcasting journey has really, really shown that to me. I literally had zero experience with interviewing people. And now I can safely say that I've interviewed well over 100 people, I would say, if not more. And I've now recorded 400 episodes as of today. So lesson one is that even if you have no idea of the thing that you want to do or the thing that you want to be, you just have to get started. Do some research and try and take the smallest step that you can to start because that's going to lead you into the next step and the next step and the next step. And the shorter you can make that time between you thinking about the thing and you starting the thing, the better. Because the longer you think about it, the more you'll probably overthink overanalyze and end up putting it off. So the sooner you can start, the better. And that is lesson number one. Lesson number two is that if you create something of value, 
people will come. And I think this is a really, really important lesson for anyone who wants to get started on something like a business or a podcast or a YouTube channel, whatever that might be. When I got started, I had to go and reach out to people. Mostly I did it to my friends and people who were in my network who are health and fitness coaches and kind of asked them from the bottom of my heart for them to come on the show. At the very beginning, I was lucky, but also strategic in a way to have a good amount of success within my podcast. I ranked pretty well in the UAE. I ranked very well in Kenya and I got some good results in the early stages of my podcast. But generally speaking, the people who came onto my show in the early stages, I just asked them from the bottom of my heart. I was like, can you come on my show? I would love to you know, have you on. And I had maybe 10 episodes, 20 episodes, 30 episodes, and I didn't have an enormous audience. Like I said, I ranked well on my launch week. I was able to hold some chart placings from time to time. But realistically, I had to do the graphs in order to get people on the show. However, and actually, um, let me tell you a story. It's around this time last year, my girlfriends and I, my um, fiance and I were in Croatia. And we are looking for guests to come on the show. I want to be specific. I want to bring good guests on the show. She's doing some research for me so I can reach out to them. I like to do a personalized message and everything along those lines. And we are kind of struggling to fill the spaces. Like I committed to one guest per week. And when you try to find 52 people of what you feel are high value to interview, to schedule, to edit, to put out every single week, quite often it's actually hard enough to just get into someone's inbox. So we were actually struggling to fill these guest slots. And if you look back to last year, this is secrets are coming out today, that's for sure. If you look back to last year, there are some Sundays where I released a solo episode and it was a short one. And the reason why that was, it wasn't any strategy on my behalf. It was that I didn't have a guest to fill that slot at the time. And let me go to the part where pushing the ball up the hill, pushing the ball up the hill, and eventually it just went whoosh downhill and it's become way easier. So fast forward to today, and I would say the early stages of 2023, I started looking into ways in which I could facilitate guests coming on the show a lot more easily than I had done. And in my mind, I had built this amazing podcast. I built this show that was getting a lot of downloads, that had a good audience, but I just couldn't bring people on. A lot of that was down to my effort as well. You do have to reach out to a lot of people because you have to bear in mind that not everyone is going to open your message. But eventually I was thinking there must be a more simple way and a better way and a better strategy of doing this. Long story short, I was able to find that strategy for myself. And I literally have people applying to be on the show every single day. I do not have to do my own outreach. I don't have to look for people to come on the show. They now come to me and I choose the people who I want to come on the show. I still do the outreach because I want to bring on certain and specific guests. And I also signed up for this email list and I had 150 applicants come from that email list. And just to give you some context here, I have not touched that list. I still have 150 people sitting on there ready for me to look at their request and then to bring them on the show. So last year, literally just 12 months ago, I was in a position where I was pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. But now because I have created a show of value and not only that, I'm showing people the value. I didn't lead with the fact that we've had almost 300,000 downloads. I didn't lead with the fact that we've ranked number one place in eight or nine different countries. But once I was able to find out that strategy and show people that this show was worth their time, they were gonna be exposed to a big audience and it was going to be beneficial both ways, I was able to allow that snowball to just fly. And the lesson here is that if you want to create something where people come to you, create something of value. And the beautiful thing is, is even if I found out that strategy that I've been using 
ever since the turn of the year. If I had a show that was inconsistent, it wasn't high quality, the guests were just, you know, whoever I chose to, and I didn't really care about the quality of the conversation, I came unprepared, I guarantee people wouldn't have come. And also I wouldn't have the same downloads and the rankings that this podcast and this show has. However, because I was able to build that with effort, with consistency, with conscientiousness as well, I was able to attract those people when that time came. So if you want to build something, like I said, where you bring people to you, the business, the podcast, the YouTube channel, whatever it might be, create something of value and people will come. Number three on my list is to not think about the end too much. I have this thing in my life where sometimes I jump into decisions kind of naively. I make the choice without an enormous amount of information and quite often it leads me to a lot of hard lessons. It also leads me to a lot of like rocky roads along the way on that journey. However, what it also leads me to is being stuck in something that I actually wanted to do and now being in the process of working out how to progress forward. And this podcast is a very good example. I didn't know that I was going to be doing this for the next three years. And if I had thought about the next 400 episodes in three years and trying to maintain this, trying to bring on all those guests, all that challenges, all those challenges, I should say, that I went through, I probably would have had second thoughts about doing this. I run an online coaching business and that takes a lot of my time and it's really important to me to deliver the best possible service to my clients. So adding in something like a podcast that takes a ton of your time between production, finding people, editing, all that type of stuff probably would have put me off. However, Elliot's naivety sometimes serves him well, to be completely honest. And other times it really doesn't. But in this situation, it does. So if you are thinking about starting a big project, always have an idea of where you want to go. Always have that mountaintop in terms of the goal because if it's exciting, it will keep you incentivized to work towards something. But don't think too much about where you want to be. Like I had no idea that 400 episodes would happen. I had no idea that, that I'm planning to do 600 or 1,000 or whatever like number that ends up being. I haven't even thought about it to be completely honest. I just knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to release a weekly episode. And then I kind of just kept doing that and kept doing that. And at some point I did a daily episode. That was an amazing experience, which I might touch on a little bit later. And I've ended up finding myself here at episode 400. But it wasn't because I thought, ah, one day I'm going to be at 400 episodes. One day I'm going to be at 500 or 600. One day I'm going to interview over 100 people. If I had done that, I probably would have been led to a lot of overthinking, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of questions, and that probably would have put me off doing this, to be completely honest. It's a lot of work, and as a lot of people know, when you get started on a podcast, you do not earn any money unless you are a person of influence. That's the reality of the situation. Unless you're able to bring in sponsors from day one, and you can guarantee almost that people are going to listen to your podcast because you have this large platform and people already want to listen to what you say, that certainly wasn't my position, you make no money from it. It's a passion project. So if you think about all the hours of labor and, you know, intensive work that I put in for zero pennies up until a certain point, then you would probably question whether you really want to do it. But because I didn't think of that and I just thought about the next episode, maybe planning until the end of the year, making sure I had episodes in advance enough to make sure that I had content and I didn't have to chase my tail all the time, that allowed me to progress. So when you are starting a project like this, when you're starting a business, when you're starting your health and fitness journey, for example, have a goal in mind, like a long-term goal, but don't think about that too much. 
Think about what you need to do today. When's the next episode? When's the following episode after that? Maybe you can think again, right now we're in September 15th. Maybe you can think, what can I do towards the end of the year? But don't think too far beyond that. Don't think about episode 200 when you're on episode one. It's one of those things that's nice and incentivizing, but it also can be overwhelming. And realistically, thinking about it isn't going to take you there. You've got to focus on what you do today because that's what will ultimately take you to where you want to be. So that is the next lesson. The fourth lesson on my list today is that the world of health and fitness is enormous. I knew that before I started this podcast, but being able to go through so many topics on this podcast has just showed me how enormous this world is how many coaches there are, how many specialists in certain areas there are, and also how health and fitness pretty much involves everything that we do. I've spoken to people about real estate now, and owning your own home genuinely has an impact on your health and wellness. I mean, ultimately, those stresses that we have in the back of our mind about attaining a house or financial freedom or our sex lives or whatever it might be, have a massive impact. And when it came to this health and fitness podcast to begin with, I was kind of thinking the majority of it's going to be about training, macros, (laughs) handling social occasions. And it absolutely has been that at its very, very core. But there are so many facets to health and fitness that impact someone's ability to optimize their health and well-being, get the results that they want. And this podcast has showed me exactly that. And I think that what it made me realize is that that is why there is a necessity for a podcast like this, where the goal is to cut through the noise and give you simple and actionable tips that you can take away and apply to your journey, because there's just so much out there and you don't know who to listen to and you get advice from one person. And then the next person says the opposite thing. You should eat veg. You shouldn't eat veg. You should drink milk. You shouldn't drink milk. This is bad for you, but this could be good for you in certain dosages. And it's just confusing. And that's why I think that having something like this, where we really try and get to the core of what to actually apply to your journey and what to actually do is really, really valuable. So that is what I've learned over the course of 400 episodes. There isn't many, I'm sure there is, but I don't think there's many topics that you could choose where you could quite easily execute 400 episodes. I don't ever scratch my head and think, "Mm, what am I going to talk about today? Of course, I want to be strategic in terms of the different topics that I go through. At the same time, I'm never sure of ideas and topics. And it blows my mind that we're at 400 and that I'm probably not going to run out of inspiration anytime soon. That's for sure. So that is the next learning. Number five, and this one is a very, very important one. Do not let the best version of whatever you're doing scare you from getting started. If you go out and look at some of the bigger podcasts in the world right now, you'll see that a lot of them are managed by media production companies. They are literally produced as your favorite television program would be produced. They have countless members of the team working on it. They have the most crisp cameras and the best possible audio and engineers working on the quality. And I'm guessing that if you're just getting started, you don't have any of that. And that's not a bad thing either. You want to use these people and these companies and everything along those lines as inspiration and not intimidation. And I think this is a very, very important learning because if so many of us don't get started because we see the most advanced thing of what we want to do, And it scares us, it intimidates us. And we think, well, how am I possibly going to create something of that standard? And the point is, you're not. (laughs) That's the reality of the situation. And the point is that 
luckily they've got a media team or whatever it is to create their podcast. But most podcasts suck at the very beginning. They are good because of you like the person, you trust that they're going to grow and everything along those lines. And also what you've got to recognize as well and anything that you really start is that your audience isn't judging you that much. As long as you're putting your best effort forward and you're doing your best to really create from the bottom of your heart and do your best to serve the audience in whichever you choose to, you're absolutely good to go. You can work on the improvements along the way. You can upgrade the camera. You can upgrade the microphone. You can get a member on your team to edit your podcast, for example. But don't let the end version of what your podcast may look like intimidate you from starting because if you're not going to be there. You just won't be, to be completely honest. When I go and look at some vlogs that are on YouTube right now, they are cinematic masterpieces. And if I want to start a vlog tomorrow, I will not create a cinematic masterpiece, even though I've got a little bit of experience, even though I know how to use editing software, even though I know how to create camera angles, I'm not going to be able to because I don't have that level of experience. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you can only enter into the field of podcasting or vlogging if you enter this bar. The beautiful thing is, is that you can create content if you have a cell phone, if you have something with a camera that you can upload to the internet, you are allowed to create content. And whether people receive it or they don't is down to the audience, is down to the people you communicate with. So don't be intimidated by what the future version of that looks like or what the very high standard of it is right now, you'll get there in time and your journey is going to look different to someone else's. So do as much research as you can without overwhelming yourself and get started with your best foot forward and just always be looking to take it one step higher. How can I improve a little bit in this interview? How can I improve a little bit with the quality of the camera or the audio, whatever that might be? How can I improve my questioning a little bit? And on that note as well, lean into the thing that makes you you. And I've got a point on this later, so I'm not going to discuss it now. But if you are unable to access the best camera or microphone, then maybe your questioning could be really good. Maybe you're someone who's very curious and inquisitive, and that's your way of getting an edge on the other people. And I also used to think of this when I become a personal trainer. When I arrived on the personal training floor, there was over 10 other trainers who had been there far longer, who were far more muscular than I was, and had a far bigger client base and experience than I did. However, what I knew I had was passion. What I knew I had was a willingness to learn. What I knew I had was I was going to give my best to every single client I worked with. And I also knew that when people are in the industry for a while, they get lazy. So when you come and see this enthusiastic guy who maybe doesn't have the biggest client base or the biggest biceps, but he has a lot of enthusiasm, he has a lot of hunger and thirst to get you your results, you're incentivized by seeing that. Because if you don't see that in the gym floor, you don't see it. You see the kind of pretentious trainers walking around. They they think there's something that they might not be. They've been there for years and years. And then you've got this enthusiastic kid who really just wants to help people. And quite often, if people can actually see the authenticity of that, not everyone will, but most people will see that and they'll reach out and give you a chance. So sometimes being inexperienced or just starting out on a thing, you have more of an advantage than you think. So lean into that. Don't lean into being the experienced person because you're not that person yet. Lean into being the inexperienced person, but the person who wants to grow, who wants to learn and who wants to get better. The sixth lesson that I've learned on my podcasting journey is that people aren't quite as far away as you think that they might be. So when I got started on this podcast, like I said, I reached out to my network. I found people who I knew were going to say yes to coming on the show because they were my friend or they were my coach or whatever that might be. And then eventually I started broadening my horizons. I reached out to people who 
I was inspired by, who I wanted to talk to, who I thought I would provide a lot of value for the show. And I started reaching out. And I remember the first time I reached out to someone with maybe 10K following on Instagram. I don't have the most enormous following on Instagram. So this was pretty significant. And they said yes. It wasn't really hard at all to enter their DMs. They pretty much responded right away. And they said yes. And I was like, wow. I didn't expect that they would be willing to come on so easily. And then I started reaching out to more and more people and I got more yeses. And of course, along the yeses, I had a sea of absolute no's and people who didn't even open my message, but I kept getting more and more yeses by people who I thought wouldn't even open my message. And there was one person in particular who I reached out to who still not come on the show. I will preface that. And maybe that's another side note that I will do in another episode or later today. But they also said, yes, that person has over a million subscribers on YouTube right now and have one of the most popular podcasts in the country. However, at that moment, yes, they haven't fulfilled their promise yet, but they said yes to coming on the show. My small show, my show that only had a few thousand downloads at that stage, just because I reached out and because of I was willing to come from the heart as well. I was willing to ask them, like, I really enjoy your show. I like your message. I take away a lot of your learnings. I would love to have you on my show. And ultimately, I want to have a conversation with you and I want to pick your brain. And I want to get to know you and I want my audience to get to know you as well. And they said yes. And I keep reaching out to people and the higher your authority gets in this industry as well, the easier it gets to actually attract people to come on the show as well. So if you're getting started and thinking, well, you know, how am I even going to get started? There is a world of podcasts out there. How am I possibly going to get someone on my show who has a big audience, for example, Trust me, they're not as far away as you think. And if you refer back to my second point of creating something of so much value that people will come to you, you have a lot more to offer them. And I think this is a good point as well. Don't be offended by all the no's and all the rejections. Get used to it. If you want to do something like this, get used to it. Whether that's in business or podcasting, you're probably going to get more no's than you are yeses. However, you just need to do everything that you can to increase your likelihood of a yes. And that is, you know, for example, in podcasting, have a big enough audience. I also had someone who I reached out to once again, a super, super famous guy. He's been on a bunch of different podcasts, which you've probably listened to before. He actually was kind enough to drop me a audio message. And he was like, Hey, Aaliyah, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for the invitation. However, I need you to be at a point where you're getting X amount of thousand downloads per episode in order to, for me to come on. I'm getting so many requests and this is what my team has suggested that I do are you in this position right now? And I was honest, I I reached out to him. I was like, no, I'm not in this position right now, but thank you for the response. A, because it's really kind that you took some time out of your day. And B, you've also given me some incentive to try and work up to that number so I can invite you on the show and it's actually gonna fit your criteria. So it's pretty amazing that if you just take that chance to reach out to someone, they might even respond but be prepared for a world of no's and rejections because that's going to be the reality of the situation. And also make sure that you do everything to bring your best to the table so that when you get the chance to request, it's kind of when opportunity meets preparation, right? If you're prepared and you've done the work and you've got all of this, good stuff to offer someone, you might have an offer so good that they can't say no to it. However, if your offer is still kind of mediocre, use your charm, use what you've got to try and bring them on the show or to try and whatever it might be in your life that you're trying to attain, work with that. And if it is a no, accept it, move on. There will be someone else to talk to. There will be another opportunity that you can pursue, but ultimately don't 
be, this is probably another lesson that I should throw in here. Don't be too discouraged by the no's and the rejections. Get used to them, embrace them, and just think of it as one more no is one step closer to a yes. Not with that same person. Don't keep bothering people and don't use that life lesson in any other way. But when it comes to podcasting, for example, you know, one door closed is another one to open. And I think that that's always worth remembering. The seventh thing on my list of the 10 things that I've learned from these 400 episodes is without consistency, and quality, you will not get very far. This ties into the points that I've already discussed with you guys so far. If you want to bring these amazing guests to the table, then you need to have something to show that it deserves their time, ultimately. And if you want to retain an audience, and I am so grateful for having everyone come back on a week-to-week basis, but at the same time, it's gratitude but also I give people a reason to come back. I hope that you're listening and you're coming back time and time again because you think you're going to get value from this episode because I've given you enough reasons to believe that. I've given you 400 episodes now and I show up every single week. In these past three years, it's probably going to equate to, I don't know, 160 weekends or weeks, whatever it might be. I have not missed a single upload. Never. Every single Sunday, there has been an upload on the Simply Fit podcast. And not only has there been an upload, and it's not just ah, something that I decided to just throw up or extract from an Instagram reel, but it's a thought out and really intentional episode that I think is going to get you the best value for the time that you spend listening every single week. And if I was not consistent, if you knew that I was going to upload one week, but you didn't know if I was going to come back in five weeks or five months, or maybe I did one episode now and again, or even you had one amazing episode, but the next three were pretty terrible in quality, you probably wouldn't come back. And I think that realistically, that applies in just about anything in your life. Consistency and quality will take you to places that you never knew existed. And I can't think of any example in any area of your life where that wouldn't benefit you. So think about it. If there's anything you're pursuing in your life right now, if you want to start a podcast or something along those lines, think about the level of consistency that you can attain. If once a week is the case, amazing, go for that. And don't be too ambitious with what you believe that you can commit to. Sometimes when people commit to things, their level of commitment rises to the commitment that they make, if that makes sense. However, a lot of people will fall short. They have an idea of like, ah, I'm going to do this. I know that I'm super motivated right now. So I've got all the energy to make this happen. But then reality kicks in or something happens and then they end up not doing it. So be realistic with it and then try to raise the bar of your quality. Try to get better at doing the things on the specific endeavor that you have that will lead you to better results. If that's health and fitness, how can you train with more intensity, higher quality workouts? How can you eat better? How can you be tighter on your nutrition? How can you sleep better tonight? Can you hydrate more? All of those different types of things are gonna raise the quality of your efforts and get you better results. And if you do that on a consistent basis, there is no stopping you. There is no ceiling in which you can reach in terms of the potential of the goals that you can get if you have consistency and quality in place. Number eight is to be open to trying different things on your journey in pursuit of growth. The first episode I ever did and the concept of this podcast when we got started was three questions, one related to fitness, one related to nutrition, and one related to mindset. That was going to be the concept of the podcast for as long as it lived in my eyes. I thought it was a very, very nice concept. It was very simple, very easy, very digestible. I was able to apply that to the guests I had on the show as well. 
And eventually at one point, I realized that that was no longer the path that I wanted to go down. I think that maybe the daily episodes or maybe the guests made me realize that there was more to discover with guests and there was topics that I could go into on a little bit of an easier or a more in-depth basis. And I ended up leaving that idea. I still think it's not a bad idea, but I don't think it needs to be the concept for every single episode. And the daily episodes come into the frame as well. I did that for 198 consecutive days, I believe, and it was one hell of a journey. And once again, it was in the pursuit of growth. I was willing to try something. I don't know why I came up with 198 episodes. I have no idea why I picked that number specifically, but that's what I ended up doing. And what that led me to was a ton of growth that really, really helps progress my ability to record podcasts. Trust me, if you do 198 back to back and you're willing to improve your articulation, the way you come across when you speak on a microphone or come across on a camera, then you will get better at it. Trust me. So it massively improved my podcasting ability, improved my downloads. It gave a lot of value to you guys. And I really, really am grateful for that path. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to when you want to grow. You've got to be willing to try these new things. Yes, you might not want to stray too far from your original concept because it might be amazing. However, I really do think it's worth trying these new things, seeing what works for you, trying a different frequency of something, trying a different time of day or something, whatever it might be. Be open-minded to the changes that come and be open-minded that a path that you thought might work might not work or it might work well, but another one might take you to the next level. Number nine is to focus on the numbers, but not too much. And this goes for just about any journey once again. I love how these lessons are so applicable to life as well. It is very easy to get lost in the numbers. It's super easy to look at the numbers and automatically attach a certain number to success. And I deal with clients on a day-to-day basis where this is the reality. They wake up, they don't see the number on the scale that they like, and that dictates whether they think that they were successful or not. And the reality is, is it's not about the numbers, it's about the efforts that you put in. And ultimately, over time, if you focus enough on the efforts, the numbers will go where they need to go. You can't control the number that you see. I can't control the amount of downloads that I'm going to get. I can't go on people's phone and tell them to download my episode. Consistency and quality will take you to places that you never knew existed. And I can't think of any example in any area of your life where that wouldn't benefit you. However, what I can do is I can focus on bringing high quality content. I can make sure that the titles are appealing. I can make sure I can spread my podcast far and wide so people can find it. I can be consistent. I can create high quality episodes. I can do the things that influence whether people will click on the episode or not and actually listen to it. And the same goes for weight loss as well. You can't control that number. When you step on the scale, the number will be what the number is. However, you can make sure that your nutrition is on point. You can eat well. You can sleep. I've already said that. You can sleep well. You can train well. You can do all these things to influence that number. But at the end of the day, you can't control it. So there's no point in getting lost in it. It is nice to have metrics that you aim towards. And I've certainly done that within this podcasting journey. And I do that in many different areas of my life. But if you get too lost in them and more focused on creating podcasts, for example, to try and boost the downloads versus trying to create the best quality episode that you can, then you're probably going to find yourself in a position where you're either creating content that you don't enjoy, or you could end up misleading people and saying, okay, these are the five magical tips that you've never heard before that is going to take 10 kilos off your frame in just two weeks. And then they open up the episode and obviously that doesn't exist and you are essentially losing your trust with people. So you've got to make sure that you have an eye on those things because they're incentivizing, they're exciting. And I would be a complete liar if I told you that they're not important to all of us, including myself. They absolutely 
do make an impact on how we think and how we feel, but they can't be everything with how we think and how we feel. And I think that having a gentle focus on that, but also ultimately understanding that the efforts that you put in and the actions that you take will ultimately influence that is the most important thing that you can do. And it might sound cliche, but focusing on the process will beat focusing on the result every single time. And the final one on my list today, and debatably one of the most important, is to be true to your opinions and your beliefs. However, also be open-minded and willing to change them if it seems worthwhile. You've got to ask yourself, what is the purpose of me having a belief or an opinion or a value? Is it to be right in every single conversation or every argument that I get into? Or is it ultimately to be a better person, to live my life to the best standard and quality that I can. Because realistically, when it comes to the values that I choose is to make sure that I am living at my best. I'm living up to my potential and the things that I choose are important to me and to make sure that I get my priorities right and to make sure that I am as close to the truth as possible. I have no business with being right in every single conversation for the sake of it. If you want to argue with me about a certain football team or something along those lines, that's when I might chuck it out the window a little bit more and be a little bit more biased. But when it comes to the really important things in life, if I've had a belief system for a very, very long time, but someone challenges my belief system, I don't go into defense mode. Yes, I might present arguments in why I have this belief, but I am not close to changing that because the reality of the situation is when it comes to a belief that you hold or an opinion, you should be open for it to be challenged because of what challenge does is it either further solidifies your belief or your opinion because you've created even more reasons as to why this is true as long as they're backed up by actual fact and not just because you said so, but it makes your argument more robust or it picks a hole in your argument, which makes you question it and ultimately leads you to a better outcome or a better truth. Because the closer you are to the truth and the closer that you are to better values, better opinions, better belief systems, or ones that ultimately help you go to where you want to, the better your life will ultimately be. So when it comes to having your opinions, yes, stay true to yourself. Don't be someone who's swayed by someone's opinion because they're a person of influence or you're feeling peer pressured into someone's opinions or beliefs. Stay true to yourself and be authentic, of course. Have your values, have your beliefs, have your opinions, but don't get stuck in an echo chamber of people just telling you what you want to hear because that's a dangerous place to be. If you're focused on personal development, self-growth, becoming better, having a growth mindset, then you want to be in rooms where people have different opinions because you want to open your mind, you want to nourish your mind, and you want to take away as much as you can to ultimately serve you and your life and the people around you better. And you can only do that from questioning your own opinions. On the flip side as well, not having them so loosely held that anyone can influence your beliefs. And actually the most important thing you can do coming back to baseline is test them yourself. Ask yourself, why do I believe this? Why does this narrative exist in my life? Does it serve me? Did I choose it or did someone else choose it for me? And if you ask yourself that question about every opinion, every belief and every value that you hold and you get as close to your truth as possible, authenticity and your beliefs will be all centered around who you truly are, not what someone told you to be or you just living off beliefs that you don't actually really know how they came about. 
And when someone comes and questions your belief on something, you'll be open to it. The people who are most defensive and the most irritated by people questioning their beliefs are the ones that hold them loosely, or they haven't done enough work and they're closed-minded that they don't even want to question their own beliefs. But questioning your beliefs can be super, super valuable. If someone comes along and questions one of my closely held beliefs, I'll have a think about it, but I would like to think that I've already thought through the questions that they ask. And if they bring a new question to the table that I've not thought about before, amazing. That gives me an opportunity to, like I said, solidify my argument or bring me closer to a better value, better opinion, and better truth. So the takeaway here is when it comes to your values, your beliefs, your opinions, make sure that you've already done the testing on them first and make sure that they are beliefs, values, and opinions that you actually want to hold, that you actually want to live your life by. Once you've done that, stay true to them as much as it serves you and as much as it serves the world around you. However, being true to them doesn't mean being closed-minded. Always remain open-minded. Always be willing to adapt and update your belief system based on different experiences that you have, different conversations you have, and different life lessons and circumstances that you go through. Your life is ever-changing, and therefore your belief system and your values may change from time to time. Be willing to review them every so often, but ultimately have that core set that you live your life by that ultimately takes you to the best version of yourself and the best quality life that you can have. So those are 10 lessons that I've learned from going from episode zero all the way up into episode 400 across the past three years or so. And before I wrap up, I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening, whether you've listened to one episode and this is your first, or if you've listened to almost all 400 and anywhere in between, I truly appreciate you listening, sharing, rating the show and reaching out to me personally. I do truly appreciate it and I will do my best to continue bringing you amazing content. I have a little surprise coming up towards the end of the year as well. So I'll keep you posted on that as well. But those are my lessons today. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you've also enjoyed being on this journey for the past three years as well. Each and every one of you have come along for this ride with me and I truly do appreciate it. So that is everything from me team. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.